0: Hey, 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 well, good morning, and I will have to say one thing to everyone I've ever come across in my life, never been the kind of person that could find bad in anybody, really. Sometimes people do things, and you can't stand what they do so you back away a little bit but for the most part I always search through the heart and mind of most people I've met and found people to be inherently good now one of the things that I have experienced I don't know how it can be articulated other than many, many, many things came to me in many forms and when they came, I didn't know really how to assess them because I was in a really vulnerable position in my life, I had been in a relationship that had some infidelity and thought I needed something to fill that void. And Looking out at everything that I was really expecting and hoping for in my life, I opened the door to this whole world of stuff. And boy, was it a fascinating world. where everything seemed to just line up with what I had asked for and I had been in a great place in my life. I had a dog. I was walking every day, multiple times a day. Had a great career. And I just, you know, was traveling and able to be secure and have things to invest in for my future and save money for the first time. And just was really in a great spot and there there it was you know the kind of person that just balances you out but there was something there was something there that I could never quite figure out. And I don't know if it was my own sexuality or my own inability to really harness it and become one with it or not. I think that throughout my life I've always viewed sex as a, not a means to an end, but just kind of like, if I don't, if I'm not into you or I'm not getting this stimulation cerebrally, I am not able to want to really put my guard down when it comes to that, because I valued it. And, and... Many times throughout my life, I had been with people that were only valuing that aspect of their relationship and those that did pretty quickly and they never really lasted. It kind of uh, really worked quickly to be ended because there was nothing else there, there. And so when I was in a great place with all these other things in my life, that's what was attracted to me was the security and the loyalty and the commitment and the You know friendship and the balance and so when you're out of balance that's what you attract right and think of getting older and your hormones and your diet and your everything that you put into your mind and body if that's out of balance, that's what you're gonna attract in your life. And so it's made me think about, you know, watching someone speak about what's in your heart, is what's in your life. And how does that translate into what actually comes and manifests in front of you? And it's funny because I found myself here up in the place that I really, really love because of its synchronistic nature with uh, the environment, and how people, you know, really work hard in the summer, and kind of rest in the winter, and hunker down. I've kind of always been that way myself. But at the same time, being someone who is constantly in search of more understanding and more knowledge, I've had the luxury of being able to meet all kinds of people from all spectrums and all walks of life and many different types of personalities. And when that happens, you realize that we all have very common experiences. And those experiences come in the form of personal revelation and personal acceptance for who and what we are sometimes when you always have someone that's telling you you're not good enough or you're not this or you're not that well, you can either choose to agree with that or not but just because someone has the UPC code on everything that I've purchased doesn't mean they know what's in my heart And I guess you could deduce that by the fact that I bought a cheeseburger or whatever. You can determine that I'm an unhealthy person, but you don't know what I eat on a day-to-day basis, and you don't know what I cook, and you don't know how I do things. So there's a big gap there. And I think if we're gonna allow other people to define us, then that's one mistake. And when you look out and you say, how can I be a better person? How can I do better? How can I be better? I think that first, it, it has to start with you. And not with other people. I've <laughs> I've spent a good portion of my life thinking that, you know, I'm such an amazing communication person that, you know, having a lot of conversations might spur something in somebody else someday. And that my, you know, my whole existence really has relied on my personal communications with other people look out and I see a struggle going on with almost everyone. And the beginning of this all started out with love. And built up and there was forgiveness and there was renewal. But there was no parity or duplicity at the time. And so the duplicity had to occur, I think, in the way of having similar lateral, parallel experience. And for me, that experience included a newfound, enlightened, rejuvenated attitude towards myself. And my ego and what i needed in order for that to feel as though i was a valuable human being and i was wanted oh. physically and i was wanted mentally and i was appreciated for just being awesome and I don't know if I actually got that I don't think I did other than the fact that I worked at exchanging that information um, and I was telling myself that I was getting it from another person But really, I was working really hard at getting it from myself because I was really involved with an idea that I could heal myself from my past, uh, my past ancestral history and insecurity. And what's funny is that, and it's actually not funny, it's rather amazing, is that it actually was everything that I signed up for by what I was being told it would be. And I followed along to a point where I had to drop off for a while because so much was being realized. And it wasn't because I didn't care or that I wasn't faithful to this person because they gave so much for me but it was because I now was trying to figure out how to give all that to myself and other people. And that was my initial reaction, was how do I give this out during a pandemic when my life is upended again and financially, I'm you know, unemployed and don't have a place to go with family and friends are not as available because they're afraid of uh, disease. And so sitting and contemplating and learning studying i realized this was what i was supposed to do at the moment and it may not be the last thing i do i hope not i imagine that it isn't because i just have way too much in me to actually walk away from what this life has to offer us. And I have a child. and People that I love to see all the time. And people that need help. So when we get down to the reality of who are you, it's funny six months ago i was a completely different mindset and different level of thinking and after spending a lot of time realizing what this is all about About you and me and them and us and all of us, and how are we eating one another? So, someone recently said, You know, it's time to stop looking in the mirror at yourself and turn it outward and it's funny because it is really true you know you can spend so much time analyzing your own self that you can get into a (laughs) a pattern of narcissistic behavior and You can't uh, spend the rest of your life doing that bullshit because that's not going to work. So go outward and follow your heart and ask for your heart to show you where you need to go. And you'll go there. And it'll just happen. It always does. And You always wind up where you're supposed to be. But sometimes when you look at things and say I really want to have that special conversation with somebody that I love and it might be counter to what you think. But just thinking about that and letting that be something that is felt and kind of secretly heard. And if it's supposed to be that way, it will happen. I've had to go through quite a bit of fire to come to realization that the true path, the right path, is not always the path we think we need to have. And then there's times when we know we're on the right place and that's why we stay to it and we commit to it and we follow it. We have a sense that it's the right thing. And it's the right way to go. And so some of some paths lead nowhere. Some lead everywhere. And to me that's the coolest thing ever. So be well, be happy and be grateful. Hey. Well, being a human being who was raised on some ancestral stuff with divorce and lots of infidelity. And alcoholism things of that nature I have been put to a big test and I've gotten a lot of stuff lately that suggests I'm a whore I'm a slut I'm a poor contributor to society that I haven't given enough or done enough and that really is inherently wrong Um, but you know if you were looking at surface level stuff I guess you could say that. And you know, we all know about how your DNA gets coded and you pass it on and you wind up with Someone with a recessive gene for this and a dominant gene for that. And you wind up with a person that you're able to have a living organism grow into another human being. And when we look at men and women, you know, what is attractive and what's not in another human being, we all have different tastes. And some women are just, I don't know, inherently not the epitome of beauty, And when you have a baby, your body shifts and changes in directions you wish it hadn't. And all the science and all the genetics that you get, well, you're not the fittest you've ever been. After you have a large child... But what's great is that not once if someone were to say do you like yourself or do you love your body, I never said no. And I know a lot of women like that. And it's funny because guys... They don't, they just want to see what's upstairs, whether you got your act together and whether you have things going on in your life that are positive. And like, do you know how to balance a checkbook? And do you know how to, you know, pay your bills on time? And do you know how to get through the winter if the power went out? And I check off those boxes, and I know so many women that do, like warrior women, beautiful women who are strong and motivated and tough and can deal with a lot of stuff. And to get shit in my inbox... Telling me that I'm a whore and I'm not patriotic. Maybe, maybe that male testosterone, that willingness for men and even some women to find the least common denominator, and go there. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I mean, I just wasn't like that. I've never been that way. I could never stomp on somebody. And I mean, I guess when it comes down to what is your intention when you're speaking or saying something... And how it can come across to somebody else. I guess that's really... It depends on the person when they're hearing something. And whether they're interpreting it in a different way than you intended it to. And so we have that because... You look at men and women and they completely have a different way of viewing the world it's called hormones and it's called being two different types of people and being motivated and pulled and pushed by different things and so when you look at this whole arrangement of how we're supposed to look at stuff and the progression of being able to understand someone else's interpretation or conveyance of information. We only see how we can interpret it at the moment. And so, you know, when you look at all relationships and how they're formed and why they're formed and why people make commitments to honor, respect, and love each other for the rest of their lives, you don't anticipate other stuff. You don't anticipate problems or floods or rats, or anything coming into your home and interrupting your peace. And when those things come, they just kind of like, whoa, all that happened, we better get it You know, pus control guy in here. And we better figure out how to keep the water out of the basement. Not really fully understanding. Where those things come from. But we do it. And we're rock stars at it. And we figure it out. And we kept moving on, moving on. But it wasn't until... I think I started getting these things and seeing how your sin is interpreted and um, relegated to groups of people. that you begin to understand who really was dealing with all these things in silence. And it is that silence that is the total and utter destruction of, of what was given to you by God. And so, when you look at relationships and men and women and how we interpret and intend, it's not always what you think. Not always what you think. Sure. It was, like, pretty easy. But that didn't work because there was no capacity at that time to fully understand things. And as more and more stuff came and more things came into my life to steer me away... but it was also to bring me somewhere somewhere better with more truth more honesty and more trust but it was a long time to get there and I'm still going there Like, you know, meeting the person of your dreams and, you know, going all out for that whole amazing experience. It was and is still something that has duality and reciprocity thinking on all of the times where I felt like, oh, i was so in love. Love, love comes from deep within your veins and through your pores and out of your skin. And every time that I've ever been in love, people can tell. And the type of love and the type of experience of love is dependent upon input and output. And so my makeup is looking good. My hair is looking good. My skin is looking good and I was in a good place in my ego, my ego. ego, the ego is responsible for that feeling of superiority and that feeling of empowerment and invincibility. And when someone at work screams at you, Who do you think you are? On various occasions, too, throughout your mind reflects and self-reflects and thinks about that at various stages and various levels and you start to wonder well am i someone who is going to accept a platonic marriage For the sake of my child. And I did that. I did that for a long time. And tried many, many things. Tried so many things. Counseling. I tried... Everything. And now I know, I mean, dude, most guys, they don't want to talk about that stuff. They don't know how to talk about that stuff. Some do, some don't. I don't know. Maybe, but not mine. I did not have that. I did not have, like, talking. And so when you come into your own feminine power... And your divine power of honoring your own sexuality—it can go a little haywire, and for me, it did, and it was like a drug. It was like a drug. Because for the first time in my life, all of the cool things that I thought were my fantasy of love and acceptance and recognition as a human being were being conveyed to me in a way that my ears wanted to hear. I wanted to hear it. I needed to hear it. I didn't want to go down a watery grave without hearing those things and seeing those things and experiencing them. And who knows, maybe that experience was designed for someone to go down a slippery slope and crash and burn. But fortunately, fortunately, that did not happen. But I learned something even more valuable. And more amazing was that I didn't have to put up with any BS from another human being that challenged my self-worth, that challenged my sense of integrity, that challenged my sense of respect and self-worth and so it was this interesting play of oh my it's all there it's all there it's all there that's right that's all there two what are you talking about this person don't even call you back this person doesn't even You know, answer your phone calls. But at the same time, I'm recognizing this dual part of myself in another person, and so it was almost like it was sent from somewhere else. (coughs) And that, it was like a out of, I don't know. So, If you're there, don't put up with it. You don't need to be looking at anything that doesn't treat you right and isn't respecting you or your boundaries. no matter who it is. And this all happened at a very vulnerable time in my life. It was really a very difficult time where all of the Possible emotional experiences of life all culminated at once. And then I thought, just like I always have, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this. But there was something there that said, oh yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You need to learn a little more. And it's the interesting way in which the psychology and the maternal aspect and the wife aspect and the friend aspect all comes together in a very very intriguing and awesome way of changing you humanetically If you don't make the commitment to heal those things, then you won't. And so many people don't do that. And I think it's interesting because it's almost like you can't. If you've been in a failed relationship more than a few times in your life, you want to you know why. And you want to know what caused that outside of just, you know, being a jerk and having bad behaviors and doing nefarious things. But I think that if we are to... Really, really commit to changing a pattern in our life. You have to be open to a spirit of change. You have to change your patterns and you have to change your thinking and you have to change your understanding. And that isn't accomplished unless you make a commitment to do that. And so through meditation, which uh, has saved a lot of people from devastation and has continued to do that, When you look out at the chaos that goes on around us sometimes, being able to retreat and reflect and close down the mind is a huge thing. And there's many, many websites. There's many apps. I would suggest downloading some because they're helpful. And even, you know, music to help you meditate. And I'm sorry about the traffic going by because I live on a pretty busy road and it's small. But the humanetic experience and the things that are conveyed to us as our three parts of a person our ego our super ego our id our soul they um they can be transformed and they usually are by the work and dedication of a lot of people. And that collective energy of a bunch of people can also help you. It's like an offset, you know, like cybernetics and cymatics and frequency. And sometimes the frequency can get really, really, really low. And so you have to counter that. You counter it with a higher frequency. Like grass grows at 528 hertz. And chemotherapy patients listen to 528 hertz in chemotherapy ward it helps inhibit growth and understanding and rehabilitation and I've seen videos of people who put audio sensors on flowers and when they're in the sun they have a frequency. And so, in the spirits of giving and understanding and being receptive and creative, all these things come. But if you find yourself in a place where The things that are coming to you are alien, are not something that you've ever experienced before. It's like asking you to change your frequency on a dime when you've gone through life in a positive, happy-go-lucky, you know, hey, Yep, I had an accident. Okay, what am I going to do? Cry about it? No, I'm going to get it fixed and I'm going to work my ass off to pay it off. Yep, that's what I would do. And so having that internal shift that shift in terra firma, you'll call it your you call it your middle point, your Where you think you stood and that you were oblivious to the things that are going on around you and how our universe works in its beautiful nature. Healing is healing. And going through a divorce and multiple losses of babies and losses of siblings and mother and a grandfather who basically raised me like his own child. you can get internally stuck in that place of wanting to know where they are and what they're doing and are they watching over me and are they protecting me and are they guiding me and are they helping me right now? And the answer is yes. They always are. And They're going to make their way so that you get back to the place you were supposed to be, your true divine awesome nature of who you are, of what you are. Just better. Because if someone's going to sit there and become involved with you as a friend, as a worker, as a teacher... And then they just, you know, could live without you. Are those the kind of people that you need to have in your life? No. And I think that that says a lot about how Certain things in the world work. Like if you're going to walk around like you don't care about your local community. You don't care about your government. You don't care about your post office. You don't care about your car. You don't care about your clothes. You don't care about what your house looks like. What message does that send? And I know, I can't... I mean, believe me, I, with the contingent of people who were trying to help me to quit smoking, if they couldn't succeed at that, I don't know who could, other than putting a, you know, literal... Loaded weapon at my face, which, no thanks. I'm still working and trying and will succeed. But I think maybe the whore emails and stuff like that, you know, that's not necessary. That doesn't, that doesn't, it's not that, You can sit there and put your middle finger up to that and say, no, I'm not going to listen to you. That's not what was going on. I've just never had anybody infiltrate my inbox and media in such a way that I don't know, when you have a Nicotine addiction that kind of calms you down. <laughs> so, but the message has not been lost, and I would never hope to think that my place or anyone else's place in this world. would be eliminated because of the fact that they were not able to overcome something like that because of all of the COVID stuff that's going on and the chaos that is happening around us. But I guess if you're going to do it, you got to do it sometime, right? Throughout my life, I have played it straight with drugs. I've tried some stuff at a young age. And my mother was pretty open-minded. She was a hippie and open-minded about her own use of pot and marijuana. And I don't know that she did anything else. Maybe when she was younger she did, but I don't know about it. And my mom was sick. My mom had diabetes from a very early age. And she just lived a fast and furious young adult life from what I understand. I don't know too much. And I always remember someone, I don't know who it was, someone saying, she just wanted to have fun. And... She didn't want to do the work. And I... I don't know. I have a real problem with that. I... She was motivated... Mentally. But physically, my mom... She was not... I don't think capable of dealing with... The fire and dealing with the self acknowledgement that the things that she did basically to herself were the cause of her life not to be long and she also had a very extreme disease and being able to heal from those things i don't know that she thought she was capable of it or that she could do it and um i think she just gave up And I think she was pretty much tortured to death. I don't know what her relationship was with her dad. I don't know that she had one. And that's, you know, a good indicator of self-worth sometimes it actually really has a huge effect on how we see ourselves especially when we're young and our children um, experience disruption in the family home And they think that it's because they're not loved. And walking away from young children to go sow your oats and be with someone who, chemistry-wise, makes you light up on all cylinders, is a good chunk of the reason why our children are suffering. And I admit, I did it. I experienced it, and I put that on my child. no nobody wants to admit like what we do for ourselves has an effect on our children but it does and i myself am struggling to repair that damage and it's almost counterproductive Because it's a deep-seated thinking, you know? It really is a deep-seated thinking, and it is a hard thing to admonish from your kid's thought process. And so the healing is going to have to happen on that level now. And so how do you internally and externally say, I'm worth it. I'm valuable. I don't need any more disruption in the path that I need to follow. and not go over here not go over here not go over here and the straight path the straight and narrow path sometimes is not so straight and narrow and so when you get off the path and take a step over here or a step over there Look around, see what's going on, and if it ain't jiving with where you think you should be, get the heck out of there, <laughs> because not, <laughs> it's not where you're supposed to be, and it's funny. I have landed exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it is with the help of many, many, many people and trying to understand why I had to go and make these stops. There's a bigger reason. And we'll talk more next time. Have a good night. Bye.